and welcome to a new episode of uh, Digital Coffee. And I'm your host, Brett Dice. If you can please subscribe to Digital Coffee on all your favorite podcasting sites and apps and leave a five-star review. Let's get up to that number one spot in the leisure category for video games. But anyways, uh, this week I'm going to be talking about Stadia Closing, which is no big shock. Elgato Wave's new microphone, uh, Amazon Prime as well, also some... Uh, Key details on Valve's sales, Returnal, and then my two main ones, yes, two this time, is going to be about the Overwatch 2 misinformation. It seems like it's having, reports are having issues comprehending things. And then just kind of the, the 4000 series and the more information that comes out, the more you scratch your head going, wait, what? Did, does... Does this actually make any sense to you? Does this make any actual sense to me? It's it's one of those things where we just got to figure out if it's just all snake oil or if it's actually real because it's not looking great. But, oh, and also happy Friday and it's International Podcasting Day today. So leave a great review on your favorite podcast. Just help them out as best you can and have a good International Podcast Day. But let's get on with the show. Coffee cups ready. Let's get brewing. Mmm, that's good. All right, and first up is Valve's Steam sales dates are here, and it's going to be very interesting to see what it's going to be all about. So first off, the autumn sale is going to be in November 22nd. It runs till November 29th. So you've got that end of November sweet spot right there just in time for Thanksgiving. So when you're off, you can actually check those out. As for the winter sale, it's going to be December 22nd to January 5th. So just before Christmas and just after the new year. So yeah, it's, I wish the winter sale was a little bit before Christmas at all, but you know, I guess we just have to, we just have to deal with that. And then the new spring or the all new spring sale is going to be March 16th to March 23rd. And that's all the sales that we know of right now. But get your wallets ready because the autumn and winter is going to be coming really, really quick. It's going to be here before you know it. So just be prepared for that in general. All right, we first got our gameplay reveal of the finals. And it looks very, very interesting. I'm actually pretty optimistically excited about this one this is from the former dice devs that decided to make their own studio called embark studios and well this actually has destruction and a whole lot of it from the gameplay videos in general it you basically you can blow bullet holes through it you can destroy buildings lots of destruction like way more destruction than i've ever seen in battlefield games I think minus Battlefield Bad Company 2, which had insane in destruction. The rest of the Battlefield games have had very lackluster destruction after that game. We had Battlefield 3, and that had okay destruction, but there wasn't a lot. Battlefield 4 had a little bit more, and then the gimmick of Levolution, which didn't really have much. 
Battlefield 5 had more, and then Battlefield 2042 seemed to have gone back down in the destruction. But if you went to the portal games with the old maps, like the Battlefield back comes to you, tons of destruction. So it it was very it's very interesting to see that once the some of the devs from Dice left and made their own studio, the destruction went crazy, like completely crazy. Where maybe you could topple buildings upon buildings. Not really sure. It's all alpha, but it looks and feels like Battlefield. The way that Battlefield cannot make it look or feel like Battlefield. This one actually makes it feel like it's a Battlefield game. Partly because it's the old, a lot of the old veteran dice devs that decided to create their own studio. But I don't know. This has me very excited more than any other Battlefield game in recent memory has. Even though I love Battlefield games, this just looks better. All right, moving on to Stadia, and Stadia is finally gone. I guess it just didn't do very well, but Stadia is no more. I guess a round of applause for everybody that said that this just wasn't good and it was eventually going to be going. It is eventually going to be going away. There is no way of talking about it, but it is going to be shutting down this January, January 2023. I'm sorry for those that actually got it and used it for the very few dedicated Stadia fans, you're just going to have to find a new streaming service that's not Google and their completely messed up thing about Stadia. Stadia was interesting when it was being talked about and it's illusions of what it could be, but eventually when we got, or when people got their hands on it, it was nothing more than a gimmick. It got better eventually, but... There was no way of sustaining it. The updates were coming less and less. The staff from Stadia were leaving in droves. You knew the the writing was on the wall. It was just a matter of time until they fully announced it. Now, will they probably actually use the technology for streaming? Probably. That's probably a good way of using it. But yeah, it's it's no more. It's it's completely. It's gonna be gone. Like. I'm sorry you have Amazon Luma or Luna or whatever it's called. You have that one to actually look at as well. You have GeForce Now or you have the xCloud or Xbox Cloud Gaming as well. So you do have options. It's just you won't have options through Google because Google is saying we're done. We can't make it work. So short-lived, yes, but that's the way it works at Google. If it's not successful, they will cut it and they will cut it relatively quickly this one this should have been done quite a while ago all right moving on to elgato's new microphone this time it is a dxlr now it is a is a dynamic one and it's a little more forgiving in the way that you can speak into it which is very interesting also you can put basically the the mechanism that holds the microphone on either side, you just to pop off the Elgato logo and put it on the other side or vice versa. So that's very interesting as well. I did listen to some sound tests on it between that one, the go XLR mic and the road pod mic. And they, it sounds pretty good for what you can do. And plus if you couple it with the wave device that uses XLR inputs, 
you can get even more out of it. You can use NVIDIA's software as well. So it's, it's just all around sounds interesting. Sounds great. The frequency responses from 50 to 150, no, 15,000 Hertz, excuse me. Also sensitivity is 22.5 MVPA to negative 50 DB. And then you've got, let's see, you've got the weight is 400 gram or 440 grams or one pound. It's only for hundred bucks, mind you, which is actually pretty good and uses an XLR mic input. So if you do have the, the wave device that uses the XLR inputs, this could actually be a really good thing for you as well. They did also release a new mini mount or even a traveling mount. It seems like I did ask them, I was like, can you use this for traveling? And they said, yes, you can. So that actually might be more interesting for me. Maybe this one too. test this out between this one and the beacon mic and see which one's better for traveling with it. But th that could be a very interesting thing because traveling, you never always get the best sounding mics and sometimes you have to carry a lot of equipment if you want it to actually sound great. But say if you want to sound great, you don't want to travel with all this stuff. You want to travel with a very minimal type setup. This could be good for that one as well. So we'll see what I can do with that one, but it is out now actually. All right, moving on to Amazon prime gaming. And there's a few games going to be for free. It's going to include fallout and shadow of war. Yes. The second Middle Earth game, which unfortunately we never got a third one, which I'm still waiting for them to actually make the third one. If you can hear me, Monolith and WB Games, which I don't think you actually care about right now, for the love of God, make another one. For the love of God. Like seriously, make another one. I want another one but i feel like what i'm talking about when i'm saying i want another middle earth game it's more like crickets from the developer and publisher but i want another one actually the funny part is i don't like shadows the ring of power that's what it is i don't like the ring of power i've seen some of it it's not very good but it actually made me want to play shadow of war again <laughs> so it did have the opposite effect of being like man this is a great show I should really watch more of Ring of Power. Be really excited for the next episode. Nope. Just wanted to play Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War. So if you haven't picked these up, I highly recommend you pick these up. All right, moving on to Returnal. And it looks like Returnal is going to be coming to PC relatively soon-ish. Kind of, sort of. But it's going to have DLSS, DLSS and AMD FSR support for both of these. It's a very interesting game. I've played it on the PS5. Basically, it's like a roguelike Groundhog Day type of game. So it'll be better played on PC because I, I love playing the third persons and first person shooters on PC way over than the PS5 controllers. Just not my thing. If you can do great on controllers, well, more power to you anyways. But... This looks interesting. I'm going to be excited for this one. It is a fun game. It is a very interesting game. Now, will it have DLSS 3.0? Maybe, maybe not, because it is only exclusive on the RTX 4000 series. Us 3000, 2000 series will not be able to use 
DLSS 3.0, which I'm going to be talking about that later on as well. But I'm excited for this boo for NVIDIA for being jerks about that one. All right, moving on to Overwatch 2 and the bad information that's coming out from the press. So here's the thing. Overwatch 2, they released a whole bunch of information about what's going to happen when it finally releases because it's going to be releasing next week, which I am cautiously excited about. I still would really like 6v6, but that's not going to happen. So I will just move along and still play. But here's the thing. The press has gotten onto this about unlocking original cast or Overwatch cast. Now, this is m mainly about the new user experience of the first time user experience. Here's what actually is going to happen. They are trying to make it easier for first time users to get into the game. So they will have a very specific type of casting characters that you can play. Let's just think about this. If you go get... If you get into this new player, League of Legends or Dota 2, you're like, wow, there's a lot of characters here and I don't know which one to play and I'm really, really confused on what to play. Like, I guess I'll choose this one and figure out what I can do with this and hopefully not get people too mad at me for picking the wrong character because I have no idea what to pick. So there's that. So what Blizzard has tried to do is be like, okay, look it, we're going to have new players going to be playing this how can we get them to play this understand the game and then get right into unlocking more and more of the original cast now this is not for old or original overwatch players like me who know how to play this game we don't really need to go back through this this is more for new players so what they decided is to restrict a lot of the new players into specific characters that they can only play so they can get used to it. So this is a way, and it, it may feel like a grind, but this is a way to get people to understand how to play this game because this game can be very complicated and all the characters are either going to, some are easy and some are difficult. I would say Zen is a little bit more on the difficult side because you got to hit those, those targets with your little orbs that you throw at people I would say far is a little bit easier. Junkrat's a little bit easier. Sombra is a little bit more technical and you got to figure out how to successfully hack and get the kills that you can get for that one. I would say that the new hero is going to be a little bit more technical as well because headshots do more damage than body shots. So there are differences in different heroes. And if you just be like, here, here's all the heroes. Okay, figure out how to play figure it out and then you do very poorly and then your team gets mad at you because you did very poorly. That's what they don't understand. It's, it's a tailored way of getting new players to understand how to play the game. So they don't upset the other players. And also they just ease into figuring out how to play what characters they like trying different characters and making sure they understand this. Especially if you want to play a tank character, you are now the only tank in this game. Now there is no more second take to help back you or take up the slack. If you just don't do very well. So I understand that it, they think it's 
a pay to win type of a thing, but it's not really a pay to win when you still can unlock everything. But I understand the sentiment because I'm very, very cautious or leery about free to play games, which leads into my next one about the having to use your phone to connect to your account. Here's, here's, I, do I like it? No, I actually don't. This is the one I don't like at all as well. But here's the thing about it. You have a free to play game. There's going to be a lot of cheaters no matter what. And if you don't find a way to curb it or to at least get rid of the low hanging fruit hackers, ones that are kind of lazy, just kind of buy something and hope that they don't get caught cheating. Then you run into a problem of a ton of cheaters, at least with the paid way it did reduce the amount of hackers. You're never going to hundred percent get completely get rid of hackers on the PC side, unfortunately, just there's just no way about it. It's just people want to cheat, and there's plenty of people that want to create the tools for them. If there was no actual, I guess, industry for it, then people wouldn't make cheats for it. But there's a lot of different information that's not really correct. So instead of people just overreacting to this, they probably should have actually read it and understand reading comprehension and not just make a big fuss over nothing. So when I read the headlines, I was like, Oh, what the hell? Like seriously. And then I read it and I was like, Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Now, once again, for you overwatch players, this does not apply to you whatsoever. This is only for new players. Now, if new players, you feel like you're getting shafted. I, I can, somewhat understand your plight, but you have to understand that you're playing against people that have played this since what was it, 2016. And so you're going to need like a new user experience to get caught up to what everybody else has been doing for so long. But that's where we're at right now. I don't think all of this is bad. I especially don't think the new user experience is bad. It's just trying to, get you to understand how to play this game, get you into the rhythm of the game, get you to understand the finer details of it with a smaller cast of characters instead of just you p- trying to pick one character playing your first game and going, what do I pick? Like, what w- w- tank? What w- What's the best tank? And that that's a t- t- debate. What's the best DPS hero? That's extremely up to the debate because there's a ton of those. And what's the best support hero? You don't really know until you actually go and play these things and then go, okay, I don't like playing this one, but I like playing this one. But if you have a tailored way of doing it, then you could be like, oh, okay, well, I figured out this part. Let me try the other ones. And then you can kind of like figure out what your play style is, figure out which ones you want to try out. I would say do multi. Once you figure out a, a good main character, then go branch out to other ones. All right, moving on to my other one about the the new NVIDIA card. So after looking a little bit more into this and trying to figure out what's going on between all this stuff and figure out are these little cards legit or not, figure out, like, first of all, why is there two 480 cards since one is not as great as the other one and you could tell by less cores, by less RAM. It's just... It's all over the place, to be honest with you. Like, I'm not keen on buying a new one. I will maybe buy the 4090 when it goes on sale, and that's probably about it. And I'll probably not get the fan-cooled one. I would probably get the water-cooled one. 
because the fan cooled ones are ridiculously big for slots. Three to four slots, that's that's a lot. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on. First of all, the weird DLSS 3.0 only be on the 4000 series it, and may or may not actually give you the performance that you need. Second, and the bigger point of contention, the AV1 encoder and decoder is only on the 4000 series and not the 3000 series. I have a decoder, but not an encoder, which is very annoying because AV1 is the future of streaming as it is, and it will give you better stream quality as well. We also have the 4,000, the 4080 cards. The one that I said, the, the 12 gig one is basically a 4070, which they won't admit at all. And the 4080 16 gig is the 480 is the 480 card. So what we really have is two distinct different classes of cards that they just melded into one and be like, look, we have you, you can get the 12 gig, which is cheaper of the 16 gig. There's no difference besides the Ram. And then you look deeper and you're like, wait a minute here. There's less cores in the 12 gig one, which basically would be less performance. So why are you trying to, I guess, hoodwink me into believing that if I spend, I can get this for a little less money. And it's just the difference is RAM, right? Nope. It's cores too. And so a lot of influencers on that side were either as I agree with them being like, this is, this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Plus we have a plethora of 3080 or 3000 series cards, including the 3090, 3080, 3070, 3060, and all the TI variants and whatever else is going to come out there anything else is going to come out plus we have a plethora of amd cards plus we're going to have the amd cards being announced november 3rd as well so my prediction almost seems like there's going to be a extreme slowdown in the purchase of these cards they're not cheap first of all and you can probably just get the 3000 series instead and still be fine for the most part it'll be cheaper it's still a really great card. It'll still get you through all the major games for quite a while unless you really need it. What I want to see and eventually we'll see in October is the actual performance of these cards. Is this worthy of an upgrade or is this just kind of smoke and mirrors and you should just wait for the 5,000 series cards and not get the brick that is the 4,000 series because they're basically bricks, especially the 4090s. And then the completely weird designs and names of all the other third-party ones that come out that where I'm even confused on like what is what. I mean, it seems like EVJ had made the right call and being like, yeah, we're out. We're done. We're not making any more of this, this stuff. This is just weird, and we don't want to do it anymore. But that's my thing is, is that the 3000 series was hard to get because it just, shortages everywhere the 4000 series is going to be not as hard to get because people are going do i really need to spend this much money on this card and the answer is probably no you probably could still survive on the 1080 card to be honest with you or try to find a 2080 super which is still a pretty good card as well i mean you won't get dlss 3.0 because the only people getting dlss 3.0 is the 4000 series card holders and that's even if you will actually have good performance and say what it actually does 
to boost performance to 100 frames per second or more depending on the game because it's always depending on the game. So that's that's my point. It's it just a lot of this just doesn't make any sense. Like everything's being like it's it's basically a, a ginormous paywall for Nvidia. It's like, "Well, you want DLSS 3.0, you got to fork over that's $800 to $1600 depending on which one you get." I mean, you got you, you got to pay the piper if you want to get our stuff, and I'm like, well, I guess my three thirty eighty is great, thirty ninety. Sorry, I guess my thirty ninety is great because I don't need what you guys are offering until I see your numbers. Show me the numbers. Show me you're better than the thirty ninety or or good enough for me, and I'll just wait for the five thousand series and see how well that actually does the price per performance now. Prior to the 3090 that I have now, I had the 1080, and that's a huge performance boost between the 1080 and the 3090. So that was a smart move on mine, even though I paid an arm and leg for it. So I'm not really keen on like jumping into the 4090 if there's no point to it, and I can just look at maybe an ARC instead and see if I get the AV encoder to be used on the ARC instead of buying that card. So... It's all a toss up. I just wish Intel or AMD would make like an NVIDIA broadcast competitor. And then that would be more compelling for me to jump ship somewhere else that maybe actually provide me a better card cheaper as well. But right now, NVIDIA, I know you're top dog and all, but seriously, can we please just for once stop paywalling all the new, new glittery stuff because supposedly my 3090 card cannot handle DLSS 3.0, which I find a little suspicious as well. And it's just the 4,000 series. It's weird. Like you usually had the previous ones of 3050, 3060, 3070, 3080, 3090. This one is 4080 and 4080 again. And then 4090. They haven't even done the 4060, 4070, or 4050. They've only done the three top cards because I think they kind of know it's like, mm, I don't think we can actually do this and get people to actually buy this stuff. And it's kind of like, yeah, you're right. I would hold off. That would be me. If you are looking for a graphics card, get the 33,000 series and hold off on the 4000 series. There is something fishy going on with this one. And it does not sound right to me whatsoever. Buy it if it's only a really good discount. That's the only way you should do it. I'm, I'm projecting, and this is my projection, is that this card will not sell well. These cards, I should say. These cards will not sell well because the performance just doesn't meet the price. It will not be that much faster than, than the 3000 series. And... You will be jumping the gun if you buy this right now. I would say hold off until the numbers come out, until the the performance from YouTubers actually get to test this and see if this actually is a good card or if this is actually a terrible card that NVIDIA just pushed out and be like, oh, good enough. I'm done with my day. We made a okay card. I don't know why they're Western all of a sudden, but they decided to be Western. Anyways, what do you guys think? Do you think 
that the people are overblown with Overwatch 2 news? Do you think that the 4000 series cards are actually going to be the greatest thing ever? Let me know in the comments below. But thank you for listening to Digital Coffee. As always, please subscribe to Digital Coffee and all your favorite podcasting, hosting sites and app. Do a five-star review. Get us up or get me up to the number one spot on the leisure and video gaming thing and join me next week to talk about what's going on in the gaming industry all right guys stay safe game on and and look out for yourself as well and happy podcast international podcasting day see you later